Oh, hello. I already started recording. Thank you very much. Oh, are we going to do the audacity? Are you, the rest of y'all in audacity? Or just no, no just do this. I'll okay. record. Audacity, Windows 95. <laughs> so, who's going to intro this son of a bitch? Well, Jake, you should. We haven't heard from you in 25 years. Yeah, we haven't heard from you in a bit. Okay, fine. I guess... <laughs> This is Slashers, your new favorite. Are we still doing that? New favorite, old favorite. This is the returning champion of the world, the Slashers podcast, where we talk about a bunch of shit really fast into a microphone. Some of us in garages, some of us in side rooms, some of us at our real jobs. My name is Jake, and with me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, Doug, Adrian, and Jason. Say hello to the muted goons from beyond. Hey, Mutant Goose, I hope you have your bushes whacked for these hedge trimmers of a movie here. <laughs> Hello, how is everyone doing tonight? Hey, guys, it's Aid. How are you doing, Jason? Uh, I've been better. Currently have pink eye because I'm a 34-year-old adult with pink eye. So that's not <laughs> yeah. embarrassing at all. Yeah, so I hope everybody else is doing better with their ocular issues. Yeah, I mean, remember millennials, you're licking ass and taking names. That's it's worth it. So the first thing you asked me if I if, have you been around sand anytime recently? <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. Uh, cool, maybe. You have a one year old. Of course, you've been next to sand, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, no, actually, I haven't. I've been kitty litter. I, I changed out, like, I cleaned out the kitty litter. Oh, that did for sure. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It kills pregnant women and it gives men pink eye. That's what cats do. Clearly, absolutely. But she asked, have you been welding recently either? And I was like, no, I've not been doing either of those things. Kind of embarrassed. So just give me some ointment and let me go, please. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't look at me and my pink eye. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Just pretend I'm another teenager or something. Go away. You you got a little bit of the Cropsy Toxic Avenger eye there, too. It's it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I was in the waiting room. They were playing Touched by an Angel to make me even feel even more guilty. (laughs) (laughs) And it because was a court case trying to prove angels existed. It was the strangest thing. Whoa, the strangest thing. And Adrian, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Living the dream. Summer vacation. Yay. Summer of aid. So are you actually are. working your other job though? So it's like kind of pseudo summer. Is that what we're calling it? Pseudo summer of aid. Yes. I'm yeah. still at my other job, but what can you do? Oh, Man's until the, the mutant goons from beyond give us enough of a salary to live on. I, mean, I guess you're going to have to hustle two jobs, being a civil servant. I mean, geez, what more can this lady do for you guys? Mm, too much. That's too. <laughs> you got a nice resume going on, though. So, you know, someone's bound to hire. And my favorite pornographic uh, butterfly, Doug. How are you, my friend? I've been doing uh, good. Actually, been super, super, super busy. I don't know if you could tell here, but I'm like scorched red. I was in the sun all last Sunday. I, I even think I had a heat stroke or something. It was some, I was so nauseous. I didn't have water. We, we filmed trash juice for like six hours because I had to rush it. I had a person cancel and I used everybody last. So I had to change the script an hour before we we're going to shoot. Yeah. So, but it's done and it's wrapped and we're going to get Mikey's head in there. AIDS in the movie. Jake, Jake, you're in the movie too. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, so I got something for you. I was thinking of having you either record yourself or be some sort of voice that intros the movie. Oh, so, I get to be the narrator. I'll be yeah. the narrator. I could do. I could do Vincent Price's voice. Yeah, and now Jason, we got to get you in the movie too. I, I'll figure out something for you. Awesome, awesome, Jake. You can be the Stan Lee of Toxic Avenger Four. Oh, okay. favorite Toxic Avenger movie. That's I the know. best one. It's so it's so not ableist and awful at all. Yeah, it doesn't really make good. you feel awful at all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this one's this one's gonna be fun. We got uh, rabid squirrel fingers. We've got people cutting themselves with razors. We've got heroin junkies, shit junkies, uh, crazed incels, um, and shit, shit eaters. Just sounds like America to me. Yeah. <laughs> Aid a, a, playing the uh, news reporter Mia uh, Mia T. Curtains. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a hot mess, but it'll be fun. I'm excited. So this is gonna be a lot. This was a lot of fun, Doug. Thank you for including us. And thank you guys for helping me be a part of it. It's like paper and glue put together. That's the budget of it. <laughs> I might actually make an IMDb for this. I realize that I have film credits in the past, but I never like actually tried to keep it long. But I'll do it. And I'll be Trash Juice guy. Do it. Trash Juice is already up. Uh, just I'll add you on the IMDb. All right. I want my, my profile picture to be me with like a, a finger in my nose, or like a fish hook, or maybe you can just like use the Cropsey from this movie and say it's me. Well, you know, Cropsey looks more attractive than the actual actor playing. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think Cropsey looks like? He reminds me, and I've, I've made a note of this, he looks like the Cenobite Chatterer and Sloth from the Goonies had a baby. Yeah, and Crapsy before he was burnt looked like uh, Butterball. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looked like Uncle Polly from uh, Rocky as well. Just yeah. <laughs> no, the the, the, the Tom Savini keels were really good in this one, but the uh, the Cropsy look was not his best work. Oh, you know. Well, he like he throws this movie under the bus for that because apparently he had like three days to get it done, and it's like that's a pretty good amount of work for three days in '81 sure. when you couldn't like yeah. laser print shit, and it's not like it's an episode of Face Off where you could like sculpt it and foam mold it and then have the dramatic tension. Can they get the mold open in time? Commercial. Yeah, I've watched every episode of every season and Game <laughs> Face. Thank you very much. <laughs> Did you ever watch Game Face? It was bad. Well, Savini only had three days to do all this stuff. That's crazy. Harvey Weinstein had so much time to grope all the people on this movie, too. That literally happened. That did. That's court case. He was uh, dropping trow and telling women to give him massages. And yeah, he was putting uh, yeah towels underneath the doors and stuff. It's crazy. I have not revisited this movie in many a moon for that reason, but it was an interesting revisitation. Yeah, well, I could tell you one thing after watching this. It's been a few years since I watched it, and I have it on the Blu-ray, and I'm just like, man, it's this is a very uh, problematic. Like, is this really how it was in the 80s? I feel so bad. No video cameras or anything. Well, the women got treated like shit. Well, I, I feel like it's kind of like a reflection of the person Harvey Weinstein is, right? Like, these men are disgusting in this film. Yeah, they're, they're scarier than Cropsey. <laughs> Alfred, you know, the little shit kid, like peeking in the fucking showers and shit, like fuck him. He should have been the first one to go. Why wasn't he thrown out of camp? He's like peeking on girls who are showering and he's like, oh, I'm going to scare you. Like, no. I just wanted to scare them. That's what he says. I He reminds me of someone we know, but anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, maybe that's little little Weinstein, you know, as a kid. So. Well, 
but I think it's it's great because it like there are a lot of movies where guys are deplorable, but there are not many where they are this overtly deplorable and this overtly hostile. And it, it is so interesting looking at it through the lens of who made it. You know, because before the last time I'd watched this was so long ago that like the allegations, I think you basically just had Courtney Love drunkenly saying some things on a carpet. And then all this has come out in the interlude. And now seeing it, I was like, I watched this much more analytically and I was way more sensitive to it than I think I was back in the past. So I have become more woke. Thank you, Harvey. <laughs> oh, that's okay. He's listening to it in his jail cell right now. Well, he'll be in L.A. soon. Yeah, he's in jail now. Uh, he's going to L.A. Yeah. soon. I Googled it. He's going to L.A. soon for another trial for other allegations. So uh, There you go. He's going to have that walker up his ass by the time he's done. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, don't throw me in jail. I am in a walker, please. So. Yeah, I actually have a friend who saw him grocery shopping completely fine the day before the pictures with the walker were taken. And it was like, yep. And that's very, very much what like civil law is and stuff. But um, is that anyway. your, one of your tactics in the when you're in the court of law? It's like whatever you're doing, just come in on a walker with tennis balls on the bottom of it, please. No, so I, I do to the defense side. But when I I convinced that there was a guy who used to keep a trunk full of like orthotic devices in his car in Van Nuys. So he, I'm convinced because I would see the same exact walker, with the same exact tennis balls, and the same exact crutches and stuff. And I was convinced absolutely that he was just giving them out to help people out. <laughs> mm, oh, court of law stuff. I, I feel bad because most of those people too. It's like it's like God. I got to defend this asshole, Harvey Weinstein. What the fuck? Yeah, that they're they're uh, mourning about it while they take the seven hundred seven thousand seven hundred seventy dollar gross of this movie and investing it in themselves for those attorney fees. Let me tell you, dog. Boom, knowledge and an insult. I wondered why this movie never got a sequel, and then I saw the box office, and I was like, well, that probably uh, didn't help anything. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And I saw one of the things being like, oh, it was the biggest movie in Japan, and I was like, that's nice. Because this movie came out in one of the thickest, I'm talking like two thick thighs on your face, years of slasher movies. Am I right, gang? 1981? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Japan really did love this because they made a game called Clock Tower um, that was based off the Scissor Man from the Cropsy from this movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's interesting, though, because it's a good film if you minus all of the, you know, sexual deviance, right? like you know these disgusting men so i'm wondering if that like mean-spiritedness had anything to do like affecting all of this i don't know i'm just wondering i wasn't i wasn't alive then so who knows <laughs> because we have the same like you know what what else do we have that we had um friday 13th part two that year do you want the right? full rundown because i've made a list of every slasher from 81 i'm sure you did so please give it to us jake i've been i've been missing this i'm so excited yeah, I have the dates, but I think I'll just rifle through the names for brevity's sake. We have My Bloody Valentine, Maniac, Funhouse. I included The Howling just because I want people to remember that The Howling exists because I love that movie. Friday the 13th, Part 2, Graduation Day, Happy Birthday to Me, Dead and Buried, Final Exam, Student Bodies, Deadly Blessings, Hell Night, Just Before Dawn, Nightmare, Halloween 2, and The Prowler. That is a very banner year, given that my favorite slasher of all time is in this year, My Bloody Valentine. 
is it sad to say every time you said like that's that's just so many movies to come out like i know the the title card for each one yeah everyone you named off i know the title and font so and wasn't wasn't madman getting filmed at the same time they have to push it back because of this movie because they're very similar movies that sounds right. And because this movie got also re-released in 82 as well, which is one of the things that's, that's, you know, whenever you're looking at low budget movies of the seventies and eighties, you always have to take it even the sixties. If you want to get into it, recirculation and regional theater releases. And like, there's the drive-in and there's an actual theater house and those things change as well. Yep. Yep. That's a very good point there because the point of this movie here was, uh, <laughs> gardening shears so this is one of the coolest kills besides roy from part five uh, i don't i can't think of another movie that uses gardening shears like cropsy does in this one yeah i actually one of my favorite parts is when he just pins the guy's arm back and you know he's in the what is it that it's a, a mining facility where they mine dust i'm assuming given the <laughs> uh, but yeah as he's sitting there because i was thinking like oh well if you just pull it down you're chopping yourself you push it up you're pushing the scissors further into you so it's kind of damned if you do damned if you don't yeah so he was an early jigsaw go figure so <laughs> i also saw the mind shaft and i was like this looks just like the house from the night house that aid micah did and mikey did last week like that's that's where he was staying out at the night house from the night house <laughs> yeah I, it was interesting i was uh looking at something i guess that was at the ending right with the ending with the yeah whatever they were supposed to film it somewhere else and it fell through. So they ended up having to use that. But I think that that's actually scarier. I think it was supposed to be in a boathouse or something, the ending. And I think that having that little cave or whatever the fuck it was, was a lot more effective at scaring the audience. I think this is a scary film. Like, I think it's good. I just hate that there's so many problems with it because it's like when something happens, you're reminded again, oh yeah, this was 1981. Like this was how it was, yeah. I guess. Even in the beginning, like the very beginning, like, well, never mind. He murders a hooker, but like when Jason, we first see, you know, George Costanza and that <laughs> other creep, Harvey Weinstein Jr., like staring at that girl's ass while she's playing baseball. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> and you know, they're are... all underage too, which is even creepier. Well, it's and that's disgusting. just an average scene from like a movie like Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds. Like, we're just going to objectify this woman, you know? And so it's, it, it ramps up from there. And I think that's actually kind of really cool about it. Because it goes from a very run-of-the-mill weird science we're objectifying woman, and then it goes from just leering to being violent and possessive and all those things. So that obviously makes the kills a lot more exciting. Honestly, I kind of wish that they were more gruesome or at least more drawn out. Because there are good effects, but they're edited very well to, you know, minimize you know, the scrutiny of the effect, right? But at the same mm -hmm. point, like, my background is Fisher Stevens with no fingers. Like, I want more. I want him trying to, like, pick up the fingers with his mouth and try and, like, put them back on. That's what I want. So yeah, and, and little did you know, Fisher, that's Ben from Short Circuit. Little did I doing, know. Like, you really uh, want to say little did I know. He was also <laughs> in Super Mario Brothers. Keep his name out your mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, hell yeah. He also has an Oscar. He just makes documentaries now, pretty much. Isn't he? He's in a bunch of like hacker. Isn't he in hackers? Am I crazy? Or he's in like these weird computer movies from the 90s. I just remember him from that. But he's like so unattractive as an adult, but he's actually like a cute little kid. Like who knew? Like how sad. Like what Super happened? Super chronic, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did you watch the same version? I watched it on the Blu-ray on the 4K TV and you can see his pimple juice just squirt now. Like, like man, how, did you not put sunscreen on your face, Fisher Stevens? Like I'm you're falling apart. I'm pretty sure I saw his ball sack too when he mooned the uh, Yeah, the, his the ball sack. Oh, that was pretty 
disgusting. I was like, he pulled his pants down like almost to his knees when he was moving everybody. I was like, okay, that's a bit, you went a little hard. You went a little ham on it there, Fisher Stevens. Yeah, well, that's okay. Could have been worse. Could have been a Victor Selva movie. <laughs> oh my God. I'm actually going to calculate how old he was at the time because I have legitimate concerns that I saw a child screw him. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he was a teenager. I don't think he would have been like, I think he's like 16. I think I did the math when I initially saw this movie because I'm like, oh my God, is that Fisher Stevens? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> no, it's very possible that he was underage because he was born at 11, 27, 63. And if this film, yeah, no, he was probably underage and you just saw his nuts. That's really uh, gross. Thanks, Harvey. Thanks for that. I, I want to like this movie, but it's so hard to now with the lens of, you know, the Me Too stuff. Uh, it's, it's a good, but then you're just like, every time, every guy is just so freaking creepy. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, that's fine. But it's it's a fun slash. It's in that first wave of slasher from like 1980 to 82, I guess. This is definitely a highlight, you know? Yeah, definitely. I actually think it's better than like the first Friday the 13th, even though like, you know, Pam Voorhees and stuff, but she she doesn't pop up till the very end. Like I, this one, you get cropsy throughout and stalking. And the first half, the first part of it, I mean, it feels totally different from the rest of the movie, but it feels like maniac, like when he's in New York with the with the porn shops and stuff like that. So I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I thought that part would, you know, catch Doug's eye. Like it was very tonally, like the beginning of the movie. Okay, it's in the camp, the, the kids burn him, whatever. And then when we shift from the hospital to the New York City part, like I feel like it doesn't fit. I feel like it's there to kind of show us that he's has a chip on his shoulder as he rightfully should, obviously. But I just don't don't understand why that is there other than that. Like he could have easily picked up a girl along the road and killed her, right? So why is he in New York City? picking up hookers and like he didn't even screw her first like at least get you know something out of it. Well I think that's deliberate the fact that he doesn't is that this this has superseded what is basically every man's primal desire like every other guy in this movie doesn't care about anything but vaginas and he has he has a ready willing and participatory vagina and he goes no you don't scissor me I'll scissor (laughs) you. Yeah, well, the uh, yeah, the hooker. I mean, she was pretty funny too. I was like, she's, she's like, what? Like when she takes. I thought at first when he takes, like he reveals his face. She's like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess you're into the bubblegum scene, honey. We'll, we'll do some fantasizing with some chewed bubblegum, honey. So I was really waiting for something like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it was really gruesome, though. I liked how she went out. That was a good. It was a good stabbing. Like I felt it, and you know, for for that time and like the blood and everything. I do like the effects in this film, which is why it's like I do like the movie, but I hate saying that I like the movie. As Jason said, the winds of me too. <laughs> it's in the wind. Well, I often compare this, like for me, like let's say for example, as a, as a vegan, right? I find that I have much more respect for people who are completely carnivorous, like haven't seen a vegetable in three years than like a vegetarian. If we're going to get into like points of principle, right? So it's like, if I agree with you, kind of, that bothers me way more than if I just hate you in a lot of weird ways. So this is a movie where it's like, yeah, I really like parts of it, but, but the bad stuff isn't emblematic of me and my tastes. And it's like hard to explain to someone, right? Where you want to be like, oh, here's a footnote. I'm just going to, I like this movie, little numeral one. And at the very bottom of the page next to my shoes, it says, but I don't like the rapey stuff. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that part aside, which we've talked about, the other thing that kind of bothers me about this movie is like, there's a huge gap between anybody getting killed. It's a really, really long gap between like the the prostitute 
And I guess the next one is when they go skinny dipping, which is at 48 minutes in. So there's like a good 40 minutes between any sort of like a, you know, killing, which is, I mean, it's a slasher movie. That's why you go. I mean, and then you get the boat scene happens a little bit later after that, which is a highlight for like all slashers really. But that's, and it kind of, it just sort of drags its feet a little bit. And you would say maybe some character development there, but it's really all of these, you know, the girls are like, oh, he's kind of cute, but he's being too aggressive. And then the guys are just being super ultra rapey about the whole thing. That's, yeah. that's my biggest gripe about the whole thing is just, there's a huge lag. Well, that probably mm-hmm. makes sense as to why the, the New York hooker scene is in there. It was because they're like, oh, shit, we have like 55 minutes till something happens. We got to throw in a violent kill. It's like and there was a lot of instances. And I don't know if that's what they were like banking on, but a lot of instances where you think something's going to happen and nothing happens. Right. Like when Fisher Stevens goes back for his what, what was he want his vitamin E? What? What? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So he could jerk off more. I, I don't. <laughs> I thought he said elderberries or something like my, my vitamin C. His vitamin something. Like, what do you need that for? You're it, like in the middle of dinner. So him, like he, at that point, he should have died. When Sally's naked in the shower, you think she's going to die. But it's that fucking little Harvey Weinstein shithead. <laughs> I, I feel like all of these disgusting men are just basically different variations of this piece of shit. And I'm not surprised either because maybe Bob Weinstein like based it off of Harvey because he was one of the writers. Yeah, well, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie's like Harvey Weinstein's final form. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's disgusting. And I just other than those things, like everything else about the movie is really like I just enjoy it and it just kind of sucks. And I, there's really no way to edit all of that out without taking out so much of the movie. Yeah, because that's the only narration for quite a significant point. Like, and so, I mean, if you look at it through the lens of it being like an art piece of like this trajectory, starting off somewhat innocuous, getting very violent, then yeah. But it, as just like content in and of itself, it's not necessarily charming in any way for that part. But I had to look this up, but vitamin E at the time was referred to as the sex vitamin because it apparently helped you with testosterone and sperm. And that's beyond my lifetime. I've never heard of that ever. So who wants more sperm? And you're, you're, you're <laughs> Especially when 17. Especially about spermicide all over the place, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 17, 18 years old. I mean, do you really need to add more sperm to your already crazy hormones? Have you guys seen the meme where it's just one big sperm? And it's like, imagine if masturbation, if men, had, you know, ejaculated, it was just one big sperm and you had to like squash it every time. And I was like, I don't want to think about my wiener ever again. Nope. 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 Like, would it hurt coming out? I would just flush them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, so that's the one thing they're like, you're killing kids, you're killing kids. I'm like, what, by jacking off? So no, that, that's how they were like back in the eighties or like shooting. See, one of those would be out. Then the, every sperm of, is sacred song for Monty Python would make a lot more sense. You know, <laughs> shooting out that giant sperm. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my God. But I mean, other than that, I think as far as, slashers goes i do like this kind of slasher i think there's no sequels because of the like what jacob's saying because they're the but or the gross like nothing mm-hmm. and it's just it kind of sucks like i think that if we take all the rapey stuff that it is a good it's he's a fun you know he's part of the all the but i guess maybe in the same vein that we don't really have any sequels for 
my bloody valentine or for you know we have others. a remake oh we have a remake but yeah. whatever i was, was envisioning <laughs> a remake of this where he like throws the shears the way that jensen eckles whatever throws the pickaxe <laughs> and i was like god i could do without that mental image well thank god 3d movies are dead now so he did kind of get a sequel to my bloody valentine called the prowler which is just the same exact same movie yeah it's just nine months later exactly yeah. Just I a have a pitch for it now. Yeah. <laughs> the Prowler, I always thought that was like good sleep aid. So Man. like that movie always puts me to sleep. But that the, the shower killing that's so good though. We the can shower kill the shotgun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tom Savini as well. Safe, busy fucking guy, right? Yeah. I mean, he was killing it, you know. Ah. <laughs> uh, I see what you, yeah. I did that on purpose. There we go. <laughs> so we have a runtime of 91 minutes. Is this easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl? Is this too long? Is it wear out its welcome? What do you think? Honestly, it needs to be shorter. Yeah. You know, it feels like 91 minutes. Like I said, what I was complaining about earlier is like that they should have tightened the the, the camp stuff up a little bit more than they did. Or at least made, threw more cropsy throughout there a little bit. Because he's just, even in the whole movie, you, you don't get him much. Which apparently there's a cut of more cropsy in it. Um, But the director said it didn't work as well because there's just too much cropsy. So yeah, this, you could probably easily get five minutes out. You could probably get an 85 minute movie and it would be better, I feel like. Well, it's hard because this era, like really Michael Myers had the most personality of the slasher that we kind of went through in terms of like these movies at this time. Because, you know, Jason becomes Jason really in part three. And then you have a lot of those movies where it becomes like the titular villain. You're almost rooting for the villain. I would sure. love to see this movie done maybe two or three years later where we're rooting for Cropsey throughout. You know, the tragedy yeah. of Cropsey, right? As opposed to him being the spooky guy, we're rooting for his revenge and he gets so close to the revenge and then he dies. I think that'd be way more fun. Now, do you think he would talk if this movie came out two or three times? If this movie came out after Nightmare on Elm Street, do you think he would then talk? Oh, oh. Do I think he would? Probably. Do I think I, he should? Definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> no. I would have liked yeah. to see what he said because what they said like in the beginning, like, well, basically they call it the burning because they play a prank on him. On, he's like the groundskeeper and they set him on fire with a, with a skull. And uh, they would just say like, he's this mean old drunk kind of groundskeeper. So it would be kind of fun if they made like a prequel to this. Like just what did he do? You know? Yeah, because I the kids were when the kids are talking about him, like he he was really rotten. So, you know, I and the, the prank is really not all that bad. If for I, it, where they got the supplies is beyond me because they're in the middle of the woods. Like, I mean, obviously that I hope that's not a real person's goal, right? But like if he's drunk around children, like what are they insinuating that he's doing? And then I kind of feel like there's just something a little bit darker there that he's kind of like probably like makes the kids feel uncomfortable or maybe he touches them. I don't know. I don't want to think about that. So it, it just seems like he's. Well, it's way cleaner in that regard because like rooting for Freddie's always like, Ugh. you know, there's always. The yeah. So we, we just know he was a bit of a bastard. And it's like, hey, fuck, everybody can be a little shitty sometimes. And if you're really, really drunk, then you're probably definitely going to be shitty. So that's easier. Yeah. But my <laughs> mind went straight there, especially because, you know, of Freddie. Like, oh, I'm not going to root for the rapey guy, right? That's not that's not happening. No, I would have nah. liked it like a, this crazy, like abusive, like kind of alcohol. Like, but he would be, it would be crapsy, but he'd be voiced by, um, oh, who's who's my favorite actor? The, well, shit, go get me another beer, honey. Buckflower. Uh, <laughs> Buckflower, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, our favorite hobo. Yeah. 
Oh my god. He is pretty good in Prince of Darkness. He is pretty good in the fog. He is pretty good. He's a great drunken, Yeah. I'm trying to think though, besides Freddie at the time. Oh, I guess well, Chucky speaks. So in the 80s, we do have that. Yeah, but Chucky was like the last one. He was kind of like the Chucky last was like 89, hurrah. yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like the last hurrah of the slusher of the slasher era, you know. Uh, yeah, in the 80s. So I mean, I but I like that Chucky speaks. I like that Freddie speaks, that's part of their character. But for something like this, it's I think it's scarier. No, I think it's just kind of nicer to not have him speak you know all of the slashers like i mean you know with jason jason doesn't need to speak i kind of feel like he's like a big galoop but you know whatever and then we have michael michael's like always been a weirdo so i think it works for this because maybe he like was so burned he couldn't like even speak like maybe it burned his trachea i like the idea he doesn't have lips like uh like i guess <laughs> Like it's all tea. <laughs> you look like the cover of Dead Alive right now. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey, that's pretty good. It looks like you had dentures in. You know what the best part is, though? Imagine this. Here's the scene. He, he is leaving the hospital, right? And he's getting his personal effects. And so he has no lips. So he says, excuse me, Nick. Can you hand me my scissors? And she goes, you're what? My scissors. And she goes, you're what? Because he doesn't have any lips. <laughs> oh. I like that a lot. I think I might write that. In. Yeah, see, there you go. And the other thing, too, I forgot there was a Mandela effect because it's been a while since I've seen it. But when uh, Cropsy, like, after he gets burnt and he's laying in the hospital, you get the one uh, orderly that goes to the guy. He's like, you want to be a doctor? Come look at this shit. This is the worst burn I've ever seen. I thought he was going to say, uh, th this shit will turn you white. <laughs> like, wait a minute, that's Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, okay, but that doctor was like a thousand years old and he just graduated medical school. Like, what is happening? Don't judge. I graduated law school with a guy who was in the 70s. It was awesome. But, you know, you're not dealing with medical issues of people having to like save people's lives. Like, you know, one shake of your hand could kill somebody. Like, there's a difference. I think you need to be a little bit more fry than you know whatever maybe that's yeah. just my opinion he'll be no like idea. the dollar general version doctor it's like oh i can't afford this because my insurance doesn't cover it so let's get him and he's like okay uh, is this the aorta <laughs> so let's cut this line <laughs> that was what your hmo could afford <laughs> really nobody needs all of these veins and just like throwing handfuls of them out like confetti yeah i'll say is this your lip or were you wearing a red tie but, and then again the, like that's the only black character in the movie and they make him so like unlikable right and it's like when he grabs his arm it's almost like uh you know but nothing happens so i'm surprised that it would be nice to see somebody somebody die in the hospital before he left like that would have been cool and then maybe they wouldn't have to go to the you know seediness of new york and just have that for me a necessary scene i don't know maybe yeah oh no i love like that that reminded me of, like basket case and maniac like that i love that mm -hmm. grimy sleazy new york yeah, it, it did feel like a Frank and a lot or a Bill Lustig movie at that point. Uh, where did he get those the shears from? Now, I see the scissors that he got from the prostitute that he gave. Where did he get the shears from? I wish, I wish there had been an origin story for why he has shears, other than, I guess, the uh, the beginning of the movie, I'm assuming. But I don't... they're probably like, here you go. You've been in the what do they say he was in the hospital for eight years? Or there's a lot, yeah, five, five years. years yeah. Like, here you go, you're all out. Uh, your burn marks are here. Here you go, here's your gardening shears. There's some blood on there, but here's this here's your house keys, here's your shoes, and uh, yeah, don't forget, My your <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Cropsey. Here you go, there, there's your scissors. Now, don't go murdering. 
Oh my God. But that's his like little shtick, right? He's the groundskeeper. He's this like whatever. Kind All right, of- I'm in, I'm at just a standing order. Please stop saying groundskeeper, everyone. Cause it's, I'm, I'm having to physically bite my tongue to not do a groundskeeper Willie impersonation in the Simpsons. And it's hurting <laughs> it. my I was tongue. thinking of the same thing. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. He, he's a gardener because he's got his okay. little gardening shears. All right. He's a gardener. So the gardener who's running around, you know, violently killing children. I like that weapon. I think it's a little bit different than what we're used to seeing because what we have a butcher knife. I'm just thinking of all of our slashers, right? We've got a butcher knife from Michael. We've got machete. Choppy finger glove. Yeah. Choppy finger glove, which came later. Oh, and then, you know, chainsaw for leather face. So it's, mm. I think it's cute when they find new weapons, like let's make it a little, like driller killer. Yeah. Mm. Like it's cute. It's like, okay, let's like, you know, what other household items could we use? Like we could use a stapler. Like we can have a killer with a stapler or like a T te- there's a nail gun massacre, <laughs> even though nail guns don't really work the way they're using. Microwave. Them, it's cool. Yeah, microwave massacre. One, yeah, microwave massacre. Yeah. Lawnmower massacre. So. <laughs> well, you know what would be great? I w- I've always wanted this in this movie where, you know, where um, Hero McChin, he does the, the axe, right? I would have loved that Cropsy like blocks it dramatically with his shears. But then it breaks the shears and he's got like two little knives. That, you know, like a little bit of combat, some yeah, staged combat. You can, yeah. In fact, with those gardening shears, you just split them apart. In fact, uh, for all you uh, gamers out there, Friday the 13th, the game, if you play as Roy, his weapon is the gardening shears. And that's one of the kills, too. So when you grab one of the counselors, you could you could chop them up to pieces with your shears or you split it in half and like slit their wrists. It's oh, cool. man. Ooh. I wish I played that game. That's fun. That's fun. I like Are the it. servers still up or are they down now? No, they're, they're, down. they're, 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 still, they're, they're still up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I so, thought there was like a big announcement. Maybe they got extended. No, they're back on. They won the lawsuit. For those of you who were paying attention to that lawsuit, oh, there you so. go. oh yeah, I read something about that, but you know, I moved on. <laughs> yeah, but everyone's on Dead by Daylight or uh, Evil Dead, the game. So mm. yeah, I keep getting jealous of seeing that. And then oh, there's a new RoboCop game, which I'm yes, very jealous of. Everyone, thank you so much. And you get to <laughs> shoot people in dicks too. Oh yeah, I just someone just sent me the. Um, I think who the hell sent me the damn trailer, and I'm like. Oh, Jake would love this. <laughs> that I never afforded it to Jake. <laughs> it's okay. I showed it to my son. I assume um, you Who knows it. who Robocop is. And so the whole time he's watching, it's the first person. So he's like, okay, I don't care. And then he sees Murphy coming up dead or alive. And my son was like legitimately lit up. And he was super excited. So it made me feel validated for being into it. Aww. Did you show in the part where Red from that seventy show just says bitches leave? <laughs> you show that part? It's not that's not in the trailer of the uh, of the video game. That's what I was talking oh, about. He hasn't watched the full movie yet. Yeah, that would be oh, that'd be so good. Your son talks fully right now, right? Or does he just kind of mumble words? I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, there are t- if you know, with the right motivation, he's very articulate. But otherwise, he's like. Bleh. See, I would love it if you like you. He just watched. You came home and he's watching RoboCop by himself, and all of a sudden, your wife's like, "Hey, he's learning his first word. What's your first word, son? Bitches leave." <laughs> just says that Since the last time I was on, I actually finished the RoboCop novelization, and I'm halfway through RoboCop Two, written by Ed Naha, who did the novelizations of Ghostbusters and a few other things, namely Ghostbusters Two. But it's pretty, pretty good. I've had Robo on the brain, and it's like that was one of the things. Right after I finished the first novelization, that trailer came out. I was like, "Oh hell yes, vindication! I can still be obsessed forty years later." 
Yeah, well, you could show your kids RoboCop 3, or I don't know if that would be Why sacrilege. Why would you say that? <laughs> it's PG-13. It's such a heartbreaking part to me because of Fred Decker. And it's like, I want to like it, but I cannot help but hate it. We also know you love Frank Miller, too. So. Oh, I love him. And he has very progressive views, and he's not xenophobic at all. <laughs> uh, the spirit is an unsung uh, you know gem of our generation moving on to theaters oh my gosh you will say no. that with, yeah. with Sam Jackson as an octopus man or whatever yeah watch the entire thing it's real bad oh, I haven't seen it yeah which is kind of really not bad directed by Tony Maylam this was his second feature film everything else is documentaries almost entirely documentaries and music videos but your boy Rutger Hauer worked with him on Split Second, which is a serviceable film with some good imagery. <laughs> I love serviceable as your adjective for this. <laughs> yeah, there, it's like if you're in the right mood, you're like, fuck yeah. But if you're wanting something brisk, don't watch Split Second. It does it, with that name, it like subverts it too, because like it's so dragging. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's like a direct-to-video 90s sci-fi movie. That's what it sounds like. Oh, You're okay. Correct. I'm going to watch that tomorrow then because that sounds like a hoot. Johnny. Yeah, serviceable. That's all Tubi. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if I'm not mistaken, that actually that movie is on Tubi. I think it is it, on Tubi. It is, yes. But if, it's one of those movies when you see the the poster for it, you know. Uh, because one of them, it, it, there's a really famous Spider-Man art with Venom that's very similar where he's being basically like engulfed in him. But... You know, same kind of era as like scanners, or not scanners, um, screamers and stuff like that, where you're like, this could have been great, but it's just... Scanners came out that year, too. Head blowing up? Yeah. I'm into it. Well, it did. I mean, that's what I saw today on... Yeah. Well, Michael Ironside should have always been a slasher. I thought he was... He's the, he's, he's creepy in every movie he's into. He is so terrifying. Oh, my God. I hope he's the nicest guy ever. Like, I really, in my mind, I always wanted to feature, like, like, offset. Like, I hope he is just the absolute sweetest human being that ever lived. Just, but just an absolute just nightmare on, in movies. <laughs> Bringing it around, he almost played Robocop. Oh, look at that. See, it all comes full circle here on Slasher's Podcast, everyone. Yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But imagine his voice doing the dead or alive. You're coming with me. I'm like, ooh, I'm into that. I could see that. Yeah, he, he turned RoboCop into like a horror movie. He'd be this barrel-chested, like lumbering. He'd look more like a robo dwarf with his physique. <laughs> Isn't he? In, he's in Turbo Kid, right? He's yeah, guy. he's the bad guy in Turbo Kid. Yeah, he is. That's a that's a solid movie. That should sure. be ribs. Oh yeah, but I, it's it's an early one here. But if you want a really scary, honestly, the, there's there's not many movies that scare me based on like people's performances. But Michael Ironside in uh, Visiting Hours. I watched that movie uh, a few times. I'm like, oh, maybe I was just, but Michael Ironside is so scary in that movie. Like visiting hours is one of the, it's, it's on shout factory Blu-ray and it's very, it's not talked about at all. And he, he is so fucking scary in that movie. And it's him versus this woman that he's like trying to kill. It's a newscaster that he hates and it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's it's like Halloween too, but uh, with, with this crazed fanatic that it's, it's terrifying. So Visiting hours, if you get the chance to, since we're talking about early 80s, um, that's that's a movie I, that scares me. Like, I literally. bet you it's on TV. And it's not the Ed Sheeran song, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we got no ginger in this one. Uh, so. I didn't know I you didn't liked know Ed that Sheeran. Was song. I don't. This is a caveat. I do not. <laughs> but you knew um, the song. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know that he had a song called that. I Googled it, and that was the first thing that came up was that recommendation. So we, just know, is, we, 
we all know you're an id head. Okay? Don't you we all dare. Know. <laughs> oh, I'm actually, I'm going to a concert, guys. I'm going to a concert. Oh my goodness. Because I've sacrificed so much of my life and my soul. My wife was like defiant and arguing with me. And she's like, look, you're going to see either stick to your guns or thrice. And she originally thought that she'd be going with me if I saw stick to your guns. And I was like, well, you know, where I'm at in my life right now, I've seen thrice. I've wanted to see stick to your guns for a while. Uh, you know, that's probably where I'd go, but I think you'd hate it. So I showed her half of one song live at Chain Reaction on YouTube. And she was like, so you have fun and <laughs> just don't get a black guy. So I, in October, I'm going to be ripping it. I'm going to a concert at the end of the month. Where are you going? I'm going to go see Rage Against the Machine around the doors. <gasps> oh, yeah, dude. That's yeah. going to be a killer show. I bought those tickets in 2019. <laughs> so oh, finally wow. going. Shit. <laughs> yeah. They're like, if you want your refund, cool, or you can hold on to them. We'll probably come back around, maybe. And I was like, well, screw it. Let's just see how things go. And of course, the second show, I think Zach Daily Rocker breaks his foot. So we'll see how this one goes. They just wheel him around the stage. <laughs> He's like, we all have to remember, like, he was old now. He's an old man. Like Morello is 58 years oh old. Oh my god. Tom Morello's been in multiple episodes of Star Trek, just like William Shatner, who's in visiting he hours. Thanks for mentioning that, Doug. When you're talking to me, you lead with Star Trek. <laughs> yes, He's my a huge commander. Dude. Tom Morello's the best. Delightful. Oh, that's a very professional phone call. Sounds like Cropsey's home phone at the office. Like, what 1980s so. disaster did that come from? <laughs> we don't have is to there, make fun of me for that. Is there at all. a cord? Is there a I meant my real job. Okay. Thank you. Still, I don't know. Well, now you're like Fisher Stevens. You got to go get your vitamin D or whatever. E. 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 I need more sperm. I know. Like, it just made no sense to me. But why did he have to, like, stop his life and go get it? He could take it out of whatever. That's Look, the only- I was a teenage boy. None of my friends have ever been proud of the way that I'm jerking off in my room. Like, that's so <laughs> alien to me. But here comes George Costanza, like, my champ. And I'm just like, gross. And they call you cum catcher. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, he was like their little, their little um, Cretan who would run out and get their shit, right? Because he was like, oh, he, I got the condoms, I got cigarettes, I got the spermicide, I got all this shit. I'm like, George had a little business. It's like as if, you know, when George was a teenager, like I could see him being this way, like, you yeah. know, up on top of the world and then like loses his hair and just, you know, gets stuck with his parents. And, and now I have the same glasses as he does, uh, you know, unbeknownst yeah. to me. He learned how to hustle. <laughs> yeah, he learned how to hustle from this movie. Like he learned how to hustle in Seinfeld about not working at all. So, <laughs> sleeping under the desk. And George Boudoir shoot, Doug Boudoir oh shoot. Oh my God. And by the way, Doug, I was like, oh my God, look at these pictures. That would make those a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, those will have to be Patreon exclusive. We were thinking of posting them to like Instagram and stuff, but I don't. I don't think that would be taken down. I mean, it's not. Could, could it be? T- I don't know. No, it's just butt cheeks. Yeah, it's butt cheeks. I mean, I mean, I hope she didn't. It's like, oh, there's pre cum in this. No, there's not. No. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's not it was full ejaculation. It's not full ejaculation. E. Yeah. See, Fisher <laughs> Stevens. So thank you. You taught us to buy vitamin E. I bet vitamin E sales rocketed after this. Movie. I know. Like, do I even take? I have. I take a B complex. I wonder what's in it. Now I'm like curious. Anyways, so um, the but back to the boudoir shoot really quick before we finish. Like, great pictures. But there's actually somebody that I well Brian followed because it was his page, who posts posted all her boudoir photos recently. Mm-hmm. So and they didn't get taken down. So I guess you can if you really want to. But I think that, I want to. Yeah, them, you hire us all into put them it behind so. a paywall. I'd get paid for it. Fuck that. I think that's worthwhile. 
And then we could just Photoshop our faces onto Yahira, and then we could make it like a slash your calendar. Yeah, there we go. So there's some uh, there, there's some photos she hasn't sent us yet, but there's um. So you guys got the one like on the couch, but there's like some on the bed, some on standing up, some near the windowsill. Um, did you reenact the George Costanza shot? Oh, Please tell me you did. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I didn't. No, I don't think I reenacted that one. I think I did like a, um, a Rodney Dangerfield face in one of them. I was like, <laughs> so I get no respect. Yeah, no, no, hey, hey, I got airbags here. Hey, so, oh my God. well, these underwear, somebody give me a bowl of soup. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I, I realized with Boudoir too, you hire is like, you hire had to work the hardest on that one. It's easy for guys to do that because you, you just, just sit there, you just sit in your underwear and react. <laughs> ah. So you now put your arms like this, and then your hair is like, eh, you have to put your ass like this, shoulder back, spine back, put your hair like this, you know, so it's just the guys have the, have it easy. So, you yeah, know, you were just kind of like, you know, sitting under her, which was cute. So thank you guys. So that will be shared to you once I get the photos in. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Calling Dr. Book- Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. <laughs> Howard. Like, are somebody <laughs> watching porn? Like, what's happening? <laughs> but as far as this goes, do we think that we could have a remake? Like, would this work as a remake if we take out the rapey stuff and maybe just keep practical effects? Would people enjoy it now? I think it would be too generic as a remake. I don't yeah. know. I think if you did it as a remake, the only way that it works is if you kind of amp up, not necessarily the rapiness, but like the despicable nature of the guys. So where they're not necessarily getting to the point of actuating their like grossness, but like the leering, the just, you know, just the truly kind of like vile attitude. And then they die um, before they can come to pass. You know, I think that would be huge, um, especially and like, I really like the way Eddie is at that moment's very affable. He's admired by others. And then when he's splashing in the water, cussing her out, like that's such a different, a bitter difference. I think if you work that angle up, you could make a, you know, a new pseudo woke that's still accessible movie where people, you know, I think it could please both sides, but out on its own, I think it's just a little too 1981. Yeah. See, I wish, like you said, I wish the deaths were a little more, especially for those characters like Eddie, because I was watching this with you higher and she said, Eddie was actually kind of scary because she she knew someone like that and it was uh it's like that's terrifying it's like it's like bitch you don't want to text me get over here you what do you call her like a floozy and stuff and then the camp counselors or the people that send um trying to remember her name the girl that was in the water with eddie um they're just like oh just, she's like oh but i'm afraid of eddie oh just go you could take the boat back if things get hot i'm like so you didn't listen to any other precautions that you said you heard her say that she is afraid of eddie because he acts like this and you say oh just take the boat back if he starts getting raped. yeah which so. is to me he should have been kicked right out like why put that in especially with you're in a, in a situation with with children because the older teens they're probably fucking around but they got the little like tiger at the beginning and like all those other younger kids like they're probably like 13 14 years old 12 13 14 they're not in that like category right and to have somebody that's that's clearly predatory with his receding hairline like who the hell how old was that fucking guy like seriously (laughs) him and george costanza look like they were 35 years old in this fucking movie like you're playing teenagers like i mean the count i tell you that new york traffic did something (laughs) seriously and and especially with eddie like for her to say that she's scared and then the way that he leaves her like what a fucking pig like she's running around the woods naked crying and upset and because of him and ultimately pays the price for it 
why couldn't he just die in the water? I'm glad that he dies in the raft, but I feel like it took too long to get rid of some of these motherfuckers out of here. And especially, especially with, what the fuck is his name? Alfred. Fuck you, Alfred. Mm-hmm. Your little fucking pervert ass in the shower. Go fucking die somewhere. I wish Cropsy would have killed your ass first. Like, why couldn't he, Cropsy have killed him as he was leering at her in the shower? That would have been perfect. Alfred doesn't die though, no. right? Like, he's from, like the final boy. He's the fi- why is he the final boy? He's like fucking creepy. Yeah, because he's Harvey Weinstein. It's like Harvey Weinstein. Imagine like this would have been me when I was a kid and I just made it to the end. Like, where is the final girl in this film? Yeah, that's that was another thing. Like, there doesn't there's not a main character in this movie. And that's an ensemble thing. There's really no even Alfred lives in the end, I guess. But even like there's a lot of campers that just kind of get off from the the rafts and they they just live. And I Wish there's just more of a, a a main character to kind of pull for. There's not really anybody to pull for other than Jason Alexander, who's yeah, and he's like gone ha- in the last half of the movie. I'm like, where the fuck did uh, George Costanza go? So I had to Google it. I was like, did he die? I, <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. He just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Well, he took the rest of the kids back on their little makeshift raft to get back to the to the other camp, right? With the with with, yeah. with the chick counselor, she took him, and then. The, the cute guy stayed behind. I forget his name. What the hell's his name? And I, what, Was that Todd. Todd, like the final? Yeah, yeah, Todd stays behind and, you know, to look for Alfred. I'm like, all of y'all should just got the fuck out of there and then bring the cops back. Like, who gives a fuck about Alfred? He, not only that, didn't he just watch, like, when Glazer and um, Sally get killed in the woods when they're fucking around? And yeah. he just is watching. Like, he wakes up and he follows him, like, the creep that he is. And he's watching, you know, all of this happen. And he sees him get killed. And he does nothing to help or to, like, yell help or anything like that. It's like, what kind of little bitch ass are you? Like, you got to go. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I, that probably is the only thing that really really stands out for me besides Eddie's character as Alfred's character like both of them are just completely and they're I mean yeah they're there but I thought they would be there to be killed and Eddie is killed and Alfred is not and that's what like is such a disservice to the audience in my my opinion and and Glazer is pretty much the exact same character as Eddie and they have the exact same story art where they kind of force the girl to to have sex with you know I don't think that Glazer is along the lines of Eddie I think he's a hot shot like he thinks he's a hot shot like I I didn't get like he thought he was cute. He thought, you know, he he could go and, and woo her. And I don't really think he forced Sally or whatever. I don't think he was like the way Eddie was like, oh, you better do it with me. Sure. OK. You know, I just think he's an idiot. Like he was stupid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and that sex scene where he's like, a, she's just like, I, you didn't keep me warm or because he's like, I'm sorry. That was quick. <laughs> well, I get in their kids. Like, what did they expect? Like this, like, like this little night of amazing ecstasy. Like you're fucking 15 years old. Like what's going to happen? He's going to nut off in the first two seconds and that's going to be it. Like it's nothing. <laughs> and it's like some man, you know, they have their watch out like that. So. And you're in the woods like, please tell me I don't have poison soon back now. <laughs> That's going to be bad. I know. Uh, well, Gla- at least Glazer, uh, Glazer probably got her pregnant. You know what I mean? So, do we talk about how Glazer looks like Dan? Do we talk about that? <laughs> but yeah, but without eyebrows, so he doesn't have any eyebrows. No, well, they're blondes, but yes, he does. He's a drag queen. <laughs> he does. I didn't. I thought that too. I was, and I even said that. I was like, "Oh, look, honey, it's you." <laughs> <laughs> no, Glazer. I don't know. Glazer just looked like a like. Uh, I, I don't want to say goon, but kind of like the. Um, like the like a generic bad guy in like a, a Conan video game or something. Like he yeah. would just be one of the imps. So Naruto's just like, uh, uh. yeah. And see, as he probably got her. Pre- like, do you think she got an abortion after this? Abortion was legal, and in- no, it wasn't. 
It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Post Roe v. Wade, maybe. <sighs> okay. Yeah, because I was. Yeah. See, that's what I was going to say. Post Post Roe v. Wade, which is what we're dealing with now. See, I could see it now. She'd go to Glazer, say, I don't want to have your baby. And she just goes to the doctor and like, are you sure you want to abort? It's like, yeah, well, I don't want to see it as like an abortion. I want to see it as like canceling my pre-order because Glazer <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I know I wasted that my, my first time on that. Oh my God. 30 seconds of nothing. Uh, but again, they're, I mean, you know, you remember when you were a teenager, like nothing, <laughs> isn't anything spectacular. So I get it. So that was probably the this most. This wasn't like Friday the 13th part five would say, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the high water mark, isn't it? <laughs> Don't just come and leave and go shower. That's not how it oh works. So <laughs> the boat scene, though. How many other slasher movies have like a, a like a huge mass killing like that? I can't think of a, really a lot. They're usually like kind of one by one, or maybe two, or one gets away. But like a huge mass, like four or five, maybe you know people would just get it at the one time. I can't think of many movies that have that in there. And that's the big problem, right? Because it paced out even a couple minutes, you know, like it's a 91 minute movie. This could have been a 93 minute movie and you extend that scene to be more intense. Mm -hmm. It would have been awesome because as it stands, it's so edited down to hide effects and to keep things snappy that you're like, why did I watch 40 minutes in the woods? Cut time out of there and give me this because that could have been a really cool scene. I imagine it was probably a nightmare to try and film, but it could have been awesome. I read that apparently when this was released in the UK, they accidentally released the unedited version. And this was back in the video nasty there. <laughs> so there were some lawsuits and there were some people that, you know, obviously you bought this, you didn't know, but if yeah. you were caught with it, that was illegal. And you were probably getting a lot of trouble. Um, which to me is crazy. Cause again, I think that is one of the reasons I watched this movie in the first place, because I remember years ago, I was reading an article as I do on my bloody disgusting. I don't know why. And <laughs> They had put it, posted a clip, like, you know, some of the best kills of all time. And this one was on there. And I'm like, how have I never seen this movie? One, George Stans is in the fucking movie. Like, how have I never seen yeah. this movie? And so when I when I saw that it was on Tubi a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, my God, I was really excited to watch it. And I, I thought it was, a, I think it's a great scene. Yes, it should be longer. It's just so many other facets of the film just kind of overshadow it and like if you just put that scene and just show that it's like this is a great movie like oh my god you gotta see this movie so and it's and like jason said it happened so late in the movie i don't know why they couldn't kill more people along the way i don't know what the i guess the same thing is sort of with the first friday the 13th though because nobody really dies until night falls except for the chick at the beginning right the, the yeah. cook but everybody else is alive until the, the rain starts and they're picked off one by one so maybe it's the same formula i don't know whatever yeah and then there's that one girl who just falls in the water off the raft randomly <laughs> and then i guess she's dead now or i don't know maybe with the maybe the way it was edited i miss her Didn't getting like she, stabbed like, or something in the head or something happened to her? her forehead yeah okay it's like you mean where the really dense bone is okay literally the hardest part of your entire body got it yep i don't know she maybe she drowned i have no idea like <laughs> But yeah, see, I knew, see, and Eddie was on that boat too. So it's like, I wish Cropsey, like, I mean, nowadays, if you made it like, like, you know, not, not in Blumhouse, but like something like a French extreme film, you'd have Eddie getting his dick chopped off, you know, his nuts shoved down his throat, the scissors through his eyeballs and then cut and the brain would come out. Oh, you know? that would have been perfect for that piece of shit. Like that would have been so cathartic for me. <laughs> and then Alfred's in the background looking in the woods and just whacking off to, and say, oh, no. Oh, no, Eddie, you're getting killed. <laughs> oh, you know what? Now that you say that, it reminds me, he reminds me of the guy with the pussy troll from Clerks 2. 
who's masturbating as an inner species erotica. He's in Clerks 3. I saw the trailer. He's in Clerks 3 as well. I'm sorry, Jesus. (laughs) He got so fat. Did you see that? I was like, he's like Mr. Dante. And I'm like, is that, what is his name? Elijah? I'm like, is that Elijah? Is it the same guy? It's the same guy. Yeah. He turned into a real butter golem. (laughs) Oh, man. I thought that was someone else. And that's the thing. It's like, you're like looking at them like they're so old. I'm like, oh, my God, we're getting old. Like, what the fuck is going on? But then you look at Rosario Dawson. She's aged better. Well, of course. I mean, hello. You know, us women have to stay adorable. So, you know. Well, you have no choice. Otherwise, you don't get cast in anything, right? Um, yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. But she was so cute in Clerks, too. I love her so much in that film. Like, she brought so much to it. So I thought that was a really nice touch. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I like this movie. I hate to say it. I do like this movie. We watched it again uh, at my aunt's house because it was raining all day. I was in New York. And I'm like, because it's filmed in, in upstate New York. I think it's in Buffalo. New York. Yeah, yeah it's around buffalo and, that's what i said around the niagara falls and buffalo yeah and so um because i listened to micah's episode this morning too just to kind of have like see what they thought about it and obviously they liked it but you know you know how that goes bizarre <laughs> you, know that, you know how that you know all that testosterone and muscles have to come with a complex don't they oh my god just like harvey weinstein oh my God, don't say that. Okay, you know, I often mistake Micah for Harvey Weinstein. That when I look at his pictures on Instagram, I'm like, is it Harvey? Is that you? <laughs> no, no, Micah, Micah don't play that oh shit. Oh my God, so. he's going to love that comment. So anyway, I, I just think that it, I do like it. Like I played it, my aunt was watching it and she's so cute because like she's in her 60s and she knew right off the bat that Todd was, when she saw the older one, she's like, he was one of the kids, wasn't he? Like she knew right off the bat, like she totally guessed it. And it was so cute. And I'm like, oh, I love that. So there's there's fun elements, this movie. And then it's a good, like, it does make you feel like summertime. Like I love watching these camping movies. That's why I always watch Friday the 13th and Jaws over the summertime because, you know, it's seasonal and it, it feels like summer and it's nice to have that, be able to bring horror into a not very gothic setting or like, you know, without any, like, cause usually typically it's like dark or in the fall around Halloween. So I think it was effective as far as that goes. Um, if you take it all the, the, the shit that we don't like. So, mm. Yeah. Well, you know, if you like this one too, definitely watch Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. Mm. Like those are some of the best summer camp slasher movies. Those are my favorites. Yeah, so. Sleepaway Camp 2 is great. And I, I it is problematic obviously for obvious reasons. Uh part 3 is really good too, but they're just they're fun can't be, you know. I mean, part 1 is also problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is, but mm-hmm. it's 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 good. Well, part 3 actually uh the Karen character I based it off of uh uh lily from from the one that's like go make me a steak while you go get fish from the water <laughs> so yeah based that, you know, her karen character off that so and when you go into a movie called sleepaway camp too you kind of you're not expecting how art you know what you're getting when you go into a movie like that just from the title alone yeah <laughs> And I think that helps. I mean, it's kind of almost like basket case. And then you go from there, right? Where there's a somewhat credible horror movie here. And then it just gets into absurdity. I, I think that's a fair way to go. You know, when I've seen movies that were started off a little bit sillier and kind of tried to veer more into like aggressive stuff, it just, that always feels wrong. You know, I think the inherent nature of any kind of sequel almost has to satirize itself at a certain point, right? Like that's why like, I think Gremlins 2, the new batch, is like the perfect sequel because it's, it's just making fun of the first movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So are you saying you're gearing up to watch Martyrs 2 when that one comes uh. out, Jake? Is that what you're... 
so stoked. Yeah, Martyrs too. I'm excited for that one. That's uh, the McDonald's Happy Meal toys will be making toys for Martyrs too. Um, and I'm excited for for Midfall, but it's in the sequel to Midsummer, but it's going to be Midfall. It's spelled F O L L, and it's all interpretive dance. So that's a twenty four for you. No speaking, just interpretive dance. Like oh, the hipsters will all be crying. Like oh, this is so this speaks to me on a new level. Three and a half hours long. Speaking yeah. of dance, did anybody see? I don't mean to change the subject, but I still haven't talked about this with anybody. But I finally watched The North Man. Did y'all see it yet or no? I have not. Em has. Do I have three fucking hours to enjoy myself? Do I watch it in spurts? One hour Monday, one hour Tuesday, one hour. I Wednesday. had to fly to butt fucking Hawaii oh in God. order to watch a long uh, movie. Jake I watched Chinatown for the first cried. time on the flight out, and then I watched the two Jakes on the way back. And that's the only time I've had enough time to sit and watch more than a two-hour movie, because every other time I'm like watching my wife, she's asleep. Chinese is pretty good in Chinatown, though. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. I, even with like the questionable uh, at the end, well, I was, like, it's the same, so good. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's my sister. She's little. <laughs> like, oh fuck! I've seen it's... parodies of that, but I've never actually seen what it was based on. Speaking of which, like that's the one thing about watching a movie with a significant other, where you always like turn to them. It's like, oh, they're you hire w- w- stood awake the whole movie. She fell asleep a little bit on right on the raft part, and she woke up right after the raft part, so she didn't see the raft part. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like you missed the whole fucking movie. Uh, like, the best part. I would have woken her up for that at least. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I mean, I guess it's hard, because, like, I, with The North Man, if, if you guys do watch it, like, Doug, you're going to watch the beginning, you're like, what the fuck is going on? But I feel like Doug would really like it. Like, the beginning well, is you- totally bonkers. Like, what is happening? So, but there's a little... Or people... There's a dance sequence. Like, it is fucking ridiculous. Like, Ethan Hawke, I, I don't even know what the fuck I watched. Like, the ending, the, the rest of it was so good, but the beginning, you're like, what is, you know, I, I don't know. Ooh. Well, I'm excited. That that, that compares it, because Trash Juice has a line dancing uh, church <laughs> Tupperware shit party scene. Oh, there you go. So, Thing? Yeah, so if, any, if it's anything like that, I'm like, hey, they stole ideas from the shit eaters. They did. Are you <laughs> submitting that for Amy consideration? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> okay. All right, well. I can't wait to see the billboard for it. For your consideration. Did y'all ever see that the room billboard that was in LA for a oh, couple yeah. of years? It was up there for a while. I know exactly where it was at too. I always wanted to see that. I felt cheated that I, that I missed that. It was Tommy Wiseau's like lazy eye like that. And it's like, uh, I don't even like it had the tagline had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> Nothing has anything to do with that movie. It's it's bad. It is. So last thing I wanted to touch on, did anyone notice that Holly Hunter was in this fucking movie? As I did not Sophie. until afterwards. Yeah. The Dude, like they show her for a second and she's leaning on somebody by a campfire because I'm like, how? I said, I don't remember her being in this damn movie. And then like, I finally caught it. And I, I she probably shows up more, maybe the cut scenes, but like every time you look at this movie, she's credited for it. I'm like, she's not even really in it. So I don't even know. Well, it's the same thing with Carrie and John Travolta, right? Well, John Travolta's, John, oh my God, no, but he plays a, like, he doesn't play a huge role, but he's the biggest. You see him kill a pig, okay? And he, That's more than Holly Hunter does in this entire he's movie. He's smacking bitches and he's being a total fucking prick. Like, I mean, I. Drinking butt heavy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's an integral part of Carrie because he's the reason that we have the pig blood in the first place and he helps her. Anyway, why are we talking about Carrie? Anyways. Let's talk about Carrie too. <laughs> where, where, where are we at now? 
Yeah, no, Holly, uh, Holly Hunter, when she was in it, I read her little blurb. She's like, yeah, I got paid $1,000 a week, and I finally got my SAG card. It was great. <laughs> okay, well, that's not bad for just, you know, not really even being in the movie. I mean. No. I mean, I she made more than I do now, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. she's $1,000 a week. That's really good. Shit. <laughs> Inflation sucks. She was paying 80 cents for gas. Oh my god. Yeah. 9.1% inflation in June. Thanks. Mm. But you wanted a moderate. Anyway, I think and that's why go. you should support us on Patreon so we can afford to keep the lights oh, yeah. on here and uh not have back sweat where we're recording at. So Doug, what is our Patreon page? Do we have one? Yes, yes. Slashers podcast at patreon.com. Go ahead and uh, donate. We've got a bunch of cool tiers for you. We got little secrets and surprises. And uh, you could see some uh, nudity, boudoir, um, sexy time photos, too, that we'll get eventually. <laughs> and then, Doug, do you have anything else to plug? Maybe television for people who have plugged things for their televisions? I don't know. Oh, yeah. If you ever wanted to fuck your t- or, uh, TV, uh, we got Roku, B-Movie TV on Roku. So we've got Friday Night Action at 8 p.m. We got a new episode um, coming up next week. We've got Saturday Night Terrors with Jake and Yahi. Last last week was Jake's uh greatest episode i think the one with the girl with the satanic hand it was the worst movie ever yeah so so that plays you can see jake in there um we have a slashers podcast commercial that i made on there so it'll pop up in between commercial breaks and at sundays at 10 p.m oh well we've got the el monte sirens another (laughs) head was crushed in the streets here and that's okay just another shooting or something but uh yeah we got uh, grandpa oats at 10 p.m so if you want your perverted old man grandpa trying to fuck oatmeal, then Grandpa Oats is your show. He always shows a crazy movie. And we got a bunch of cool public access skits that we film uh, just for that show specifically. Well, I guess it's almost like it's time to say goodbye and good night. Good night. Good night.